You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church Downey. You can also find us on YouTube under New Living Way Church Downey. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Bible study tonight. Many times we're looking about what we can't do, what we can do, what we're looking at all these different things that we want to do, but one of the greatest gifts that we can always have and we should continue to do is continuing to praise the Lord, continuing to glorify him, continue to worship him, continue just to tell him how great he is, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and even though we as we're not, we haven't been able to come together as a church, but think about it this way. I mean, the animals are still praising God. The birds of the air are still praising God. You know, his creation never stops praising him. So, you know, let us not stop this. Let us also continue to, to praise the Lord together. Sun is still shining. Exactly. Everything's still in its place, you know, so that's one of the beautiful things. So let's continue to keep our, our minds and our hearts focused on those things and look at the, the good things and the blessings that we have in the Lord today. Amen. And, uh, you know, and just thanking the Lord for his faithfulness through it all, you know, because he is a good God and he never changes, you know, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And he does not change. He just, he's just such, such a good God, so faithful. And he is our provision. He is the one that provides. He is the one that takes care of his people. And not only that, for those that don't know him, you know, I know I believe there's many testimonies and many things that we're seeing little by little. And though we don't understand everything, but I believe that God is using your lives and the lives of many that you may not realize how God is using your life. But I believe that God's touching some lives through you, through all of us, you know. So you just keep trusting the Lord and let him let his glory be shown in your life. Amen. 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 So if you see me look over to the side, it's because Letty's over here. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not just looking in the, to, to the empty space and nothing like that, you know, but uh, what's it called? Uh, but we are, you know, so you'll see me look over. I may, you know, talk to her a little bit and be communicating and stuff like that. So, um, but, you know, we just want to welcome you guys. Hello, everybody. We see you there on the chat board and, and uh, we're just so grateful. Yeah. Amen. So let's go to, uh, we're going to, we're going to start our Bible study tonight. And uh, we're going to be in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 32 to 37. And uh, But what I would like to do, actually, is what we're going to do is we're actually going to start in verse 1 of chapter 4. I want us to kind of just read back, and then we're going to get to our key verses, which is 32 through 37. Amen. So we'll, we'll prepare to do that right now. And so if you can turn your Bibles to Acts, chapter 4, verse 1. And everybody say amen when you get there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father God, for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus, for the word and the teaching that you have prepared. And then, Father, you've just been teaching us through this through through the Bible studies, but Lord, just within our lives, Father God. For Lord, we know that your word is alive and living and active, Lord Jesus. And we know that all that we're learning, Father God, though we may not fully understand it or maybe don't even think sometimes we're even grasping all of it, Lord. But Father God, your word is alive and your Holy Spirit within us, Father God, Lord, teaches us and instructs us in the way that we should go. And Father God, that word is doing a work in our lives and that word is faithful and true, my God. So Father, tonight we just come before your throne, Lord, and we just submit ourselves unto you, Lord God. We yield ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, and we just ask you, Father God, that you would just speak to us, Father God. Help us to see, Father God, what you want us to see. Help us to understand what you want us to understand, Lord God, and help us to do what you want us to do, Father God. But Lord Jesus, all out of gratitude and just thankfulness unto you, Lord, for being so good, my God. We just love you, we praise you, and we bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. So we know that Acts chapter four all comes from Acts chapter, well, Acts chapter three, you know, and that's the lame beggar that was healed. And, uh, you know, this man was miraculously healed. He was physically healed. You know, he was lame. He couldn't walk. He was, he was born like this. And all of a sudden, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you know, he's raised up and he's restored and he's in there praising God and everybody sees it. So there's a miracle that just took place. And, and this is an amazing thing. So now they're getting questioned for this because it was required that, you know, it had to be displayed, you know, well, what is this for? Who's, who's getting the glory in this? You know, if it's a different God or whatever it is, there had to be assurance that this was, this was because of God. So they're having to defend themselves. They're having to not so much defend, but they're having to declare and, and, you know, use the offense to basically share what what just happened here okay so we're going to start in verse one and then we'll get to our key verses in 32 to 37 so it says here in verse one of acts chapter four and as they were speaking to the people the priest and the captain of the temple and the sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in jesus the resurrection from the dead and they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day for it was already evening but many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. On the next day, the rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders which has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it, but in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people, for all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, 
sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So this is our scripture and our verses tonight here. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Amen. So this is our scripture tonight, 32 through 37, one heart and soul. And we're going to touch on this tonight as we go and close up chapter four tonight, because now in chapter five, we're going to see a shift now. We're going to start to see some change. And, uh, you know, it's going to be getting ready for a different chapter. Amen. How many of us know we're ready for a new chapter in our life, too? Amen. We're ready for a new chapter in all of this. So there's always another chapter. Amen. So. Um, but we're, we're we're closing this one up tonight. But what I wanted to ask, I'm gonna throw a couple of a uh, couple of just gonna throw this out there real quick. And um, we've had let me see here, we had four teachings already through the book of Acts chapter four, and we had four different words, key words that were brought out in those teachings. So does anybody remember what those were? If if you would like to put those up, maybe a couple of those words, those key words that we had over the last four weeks. Um, not today's. I already gave you today's, and it's probably typed up on the bottom. But the last four weeks, we had four different keywords. Do you guys remember what those were? If you do, then I'll let you type them up over here on the on the chat real quick. We'll put the Jeopardy music on. Just one at a time, one at a time, not too many guys. <laughs> no other name, amen, all right, praise the Lord. There's one, amen. That's an extra crown, by the way. <laughs> Sovereign Lord, seen and heard, amen, all right, amen, praise the Lord, amen. Amen. Proclaiming. Oh, amen. All right. Amen. No other name. Proclaiming. All right, guys. Amen, guys. And then for the bonus, what's tonight's? 
<laughs> Amen. So let me check to see if you guys are right, because I don't remember. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so you guys are right on. Thank you guys for that. Definitely. Those have been our last keywords through through yet and through everything on here. So um what's it called? Yes, one heart and soul. Amen. So to, we went, this is the order it went. The first one was proclaiming. The next one was no other name. The next one was seen and heard. And the one after that, which was last week, was Sovereign Lord. Amen? Sovereign Lord. Does everybody remember Sovereign Lord last week? Does anybody remember? It was absolute what? Sovereign. Absolute what? <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> well, it was absolute rule, master. So imagine sovereign Lord. They called on him as, yes, authority, authority, power, ruler. Amen. I'm sorry. I might have a delay on those uh, on those uh, on the chat here a little bit. But yes. Amen. He has all power. He has all authority. He is the ruler, the absolute rule over everything. So when they called on the sovereign Lord, they were acknowledging this. And they just saw such a power. But not only through that, yes, governing over us. Yes, governor over us. Master, yes. Amen. So, and that was a question. Does God govern our lives? Amen. That was that was a pretty harsh question that I know even I'm like, I still still walking that out. Like I have to like challenge myself and everything that you know that I do or say. I'm like, Lord, are you governing my life here? You know, gotta make sure this is going on. And uh, and so these are, you know, this is a place that they're calling on him as the sovereign Lord. Everything you guys are saying here, everything we've been learning. And not only that, in the middle of that, they call him Lord, which is referring to him as their master, the one who, who they belong to, their owner. Amen. So now that we get to this place here, we're going to, this is all part of this. Okay. This was all, I know it was broken up and everything, but this is all part of what is going on and the change in the hearts of the people. Okay, this is everything as they acknowledge these things, as they're learning these things. And honestly, they hadn't seen anything yet. Man, I mean, they saw some great things, but it's just like, you know, this is, they're going to even see even greater things. And he told them that you will see even greater things than these, you know. And so, um, and it, remember, it's not always the big things. It's, it's also those, how many of us know that, how many of you guys know that the little things many times are the ones that are just like, wow, Lord. You know, and it's those things that maybe only mean something to you and me, but it means so much. You know, it's like when somebody just gives you something. I remember a long, you know, many years ago, my daughter for Father's Day, she she gave she's you know, she gave me a rock and 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 she gave me a beautiful note. But this rock means so much to me, you know, because of what it meant. And it was like it was just such a beautiful thing. And, and that's how God's love is for us. It's those little things. And many times we miss the miracles and the great things that God, because we're looking for these big things and we lose focus of all the little things that end up being big things, you know? And, and so this is where it's really important to really know who our God is and acknowledging and coming to know him and recognizing that all that we have in him so we can, yes, yeah, so we can be appreciative of those little things, you know, and, and we don't miss those miracles. We don't miss those things that only he would know, 
you know, because he knows so many things. And it's just an amazing thing to have that relationship with God and just to know of that love that he has for us and, and love for people. Amen. So it's, it's don't get me wrong. He, he, I love the big things as well. But I try not to lose focus of the little things as well, amen, because the little things are the ones that we tend to lose focus. And even the big things, you know, we tend to forget, you know. It's like that new car. It's beautiful driving off the lot until that first oil change comes, until, you know, you got to fill up that tank, you know, to that, you know, just little things. You know, we those big things, we start to lose. They start to lose that joy over time. It's not that we're not grateful. It's just whatever. Because the big things are obvious, but the little things come with detail. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of thought put into it. Exactly. So we got to continue to be grateful for the little things. Amen. And this is, I'm talking about this right now because as we look at this portion of scripture, this is what we're looking at. We're looking at some grateful people. We're looking at some grateful children of God. And to call him and recognize him as sovereign and as their master, it was more than just believing. Because how many of us know it's, not just to be a believer, but it's to be a disciple, you know, and in this culture, they were, you know, they would be discipled by the, the Pharisees and by these religious leaders, you know, so they knew what commitment meant. They knew what, what it represented, not to say all of them were doing it, but they understood in a sense that this is, has to be a commitment. You know, this is not just something that, Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Jew or this and that, you know, no, this, this is, um, Definitely something they understood. You know, they had they lived disciplined lives as people. To this day, the Jewish people are very, very committed and have a lot of discipline, you know. And, and there's a lot of other people in, in different places like that, you know. And, you know, so it's it's just understanding that. So they're recognizing already, like, man, you're our Lord, our master, our king, you know. And so as we look at this, we're looking at some grateful hearts today. And how many of us tonight have grateful hearts to the Lord today? Amen. How many of us have grateful hearts here? Amen. Amen. You know, because it's just when you really look at it, it's like, wow, Lord, you are so great. You're so amazing, Lord. And I'm just so grateful to you. And I pray that through this and I believe that through this, we will see some things in our. Remember, this is all for us to see in our own lives. You know, and everything that we learn is to reflect and learn for our own lives and kind of see where we're at in this. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's look at verse 32 here. It says, now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. OK, so we're going to look at this. So remember, this is after the, the place shook. Presence of God just was displayed. I mean, they're just like, Lord, give us the, the, the boldness and the confidence to continue to do what got us into trouble. <laughs> Let us continue to do preaching your name, declaring who you are. And not only that, but your miracles, your glory being shown and seen so that others can come to know you. Amen. And so this is an amazing thing. This brought glory to God. And they're asking God, help us to continue to do this. Help us to continue to bring you glory. And many times we look at, well, I want to bring God glory by going and praying and healing somebody. I want to bring God glory by going and delivering somebody. I want to bring God glory. And we have all our ways that we want to do. And, and God does get the glory. He should get the glory in that. But how many of us know that we all have a, a Christian walk? And how about a changed life? How about the fact that we are Christians and because we're believers, we are lives that have been changed. And in that, we have now become a changed life to those around us. And in that, it brings glory to God. Because believe, you know, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, we may kind of 
miss some things as a Christian and we can become very, um, you know, judgmental or harsh sometimes because maybe we're still learning some things. We don't quite understand some things yet. And, uh, you know, so sometimes some people, man, I liked you better before you were Christian, you know, but, but others will see that, man, this person's life has changed, but it's not just a matter of me saying this or no, it's the way we start living, the way we start to, to, to live our lives. And this is very powerful because this also draws people to Christ is how the church gets along with each other, how the church communes with one another, how the church is, is one in one mind and one heart and one soul, you know, and, and this is very important. This has to be, and this all came, and this is coming from their gratefulness and their thankfulness and their acknowledgement that who their Lord is. It says in that word right there, believed. So when it says, now the full number of those who believed, it's talking about the believers. They're believers in Christ Jesus. That word believe is just to have faith in, upon, or with respect to a person or thing, or to entrust to entrust especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ. So we as believers today have entrusted our lives to Christ, recognizing and acknowledging, Lord, thank you that you died for my sins and you rose again on the third day. Thank you, Lord. And not only that, but Lord, I was a slave to sin and bondage, and now I'm a slave to righteousness. Your word says that you that knew no sin became sin for me, that I might become the, to, what's it called, um, to come no rock to know the righteousness of God, to become the righteousness of God. And it only happens because we've entrusted our lives to Christ Jesus. We're basically saying, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but the life I live in the body, I now live by faith in the Son of God who died for me and who loves me. We recognize and acknowledge, Lord, I am handing over my ownership. I'm handing over. I'm handing over the, the, the keys, Lord. I'm handing over. I'm entrusting you, Lord God, with my life. But we, we do this because we recognize his power. We recognize his saving grace. We recognize that, Lord, you were the only one that was able to save me. You're the only one that's able to save those out here today. And it comes down to really knowing who we belong to. Whom we belong to today. That's why we're believers. We're believing that we belong to Christ. And because of that, we are now found righteous in God the Father. Therefore, we know that we have access and we have a relationship with God the Father through his son Jesus. By his Holy Spirit that lives in us. Because we believe that he has filled us with his Holy Spirit. That the Father and the Son have come, son and come, have come and made their abode in us. And it's amazing because... That's what brings me and you together as a Christian today. Not because we always agree on this and that and that. No, no. what makes us believers today and what makes brings us together is the fact that we believe in Christ Jesus. And let's look at uh, Romans real quick. Let's look at Romans. Hold your place in the book of Acts. Romans, the next book, chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 5 through 13. And he says here, for Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandment shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, 
Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will ascend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your hearts. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with one heart, with I'm sorry, with, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call upon him. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, so whose riches are those? His. How many of us know today that we are rich in Christ? We are rich in Christ, not according to the world. The world's riches are minimal compared to the riches of Christ. Yeah, it's, it's perishable here. It's, 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 it's nothing compared to the riches of Christ. I mean, the Bible says that the gold is used for the roads, man. They drive on that stuff, you know. So and, and I can't even imagine. I, I don't even think it's the same kind of gold that's here. I believe that's just a reference. But, you know, that's we can take. But I believe that it's greater than we, we can even imagine, because in Christ, we have everything. We've entrusted our lives to Christ, and therefore we have all that we need in Christ. He has made everything that we He's given us all that we need in him. He's our provision for everything. For salvation, for healing, for deliverance, for for finances, for um, rest restoration, reconciliation, for peace, for comfort, for joy, for strength, for all these different things. It's all found in Christ Jesus. So imagine it says for all those who believe. So what's talking when they believe is talking about the believers, talking about those that have put their faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Those that have put their faith in Christ and for all of us here today, you know, we put our faith in Christ Jesus. Our desire and our prayer is, is that others will come to put their faith in Christ Jesus because there's nothing else like it. And all this is really saying is, is understanding who you belong to. And in that, it says they were of one heart and soul. So they were of one heart and soul because of their faith in Christ Jesus. Because they chose to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and he is all that he says he is. They chose to believe that he is their Lord. They chose to believe that he is greater. And they realized we all together corporately belong to Christ. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ here today because not because we're born of the same mother, but because we have the same father in Christ Jesus. We've been brought together as a body of believers today. And honestly, many of us may have never crossed paths. We probably wouldn't even know each other today, maybe from the lives we were or whatever it was. But because of Christ, we're able to know one another today. We're able to be a family in Christ today. Because of that faith in Christ. The one heart and, and you know, one heart and, and soul. The one heart is the center of the spiritual life. 
the fountains of the seat of thoughts and passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors, understanding the will and character. It's who we really are. It's our emotions. It's what drives me and you, whether good or bad. So that one heart, that one soul, it's and the soul is just that breath of life. So to be of one heart and to be of, of soul, it's, it's your will, it's your character, it's who you are, it's what drives you daily. It's that, so in this, as they became one heart and soul, this is what was driving them. It was the belief in who the one they believed in and who they believe in, who their Lord is. And this is what has brought them together. You know, it's amazing. I thought about like sports and it's amazing when, you know, you could get a group of people together that maybe normally don't agree. But if you can get a couple of Dodger fans together, <laughs> Laker fans, you know, Raider fans, you know, whatever it may be, I use all my teams, you know. <laughs> so, um, but if you can get these, these group of people, you get people that don't even get along. But once they're watching their team, you got a bunch of people coming together. They come against the other ones that don't like them. But you all of a sudden they become one heart and soul because it's what drives them. It's what drives them. You go to a game, it's what drives them. They're cheering everybody on. It's like the, 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 the players on the field are like, man, this is what drives me. It's like the players and the fans are connected as one. And all of a sudden, it's just like, it's just that rush, you know, it's that adrenaline. It's like, man, this is like, I'm like literally here. You know, I'm part of this today. You know, it's what drives you. It's an emotion. It's who you are. And, you know, that's a temporary drive. You know, it's amazing in sports. I mean, you know, guys, we don't mind hugging after a game, man. It's just like, yeah, what's up, man? It's like, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's like we get all crazy because of it. And, and women, you're just as guilty. You know, I've seen, you know, obviously women get crazy on that too, you know, but it's because the drive. But imagine that that's just temporary. That's of the world. But this is a Christ. They're one heart and soul because they're believers in Christ, and this is what's going to drive them. This is what's driving them to this next portion here. Let me read First Samuel chapter 18, verse 1 through 5. Wasn't sure if I was going to go here, but we're going to touch on this real quick. I think this is just more or less of a... To be washed before. <laughs> as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David, and his armor, and even his sword, and his bow, and his belt. And David went out and was successful whenever Saul sent him, so that Saul set him over the men of war. And this was good in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. So imagine this. It talks about David and, and Jonathan being their souls knitted together. They were, they were in one mind. They were in one mind. Imagine this. Jonathan recognized that David would be king. Jonathan heard about all these great things about David. And so therefore, when he met David, he knew in his heart, this man, 
is going to be king one day, you know? And so they were in the same mind. They had the same drive. They were, you know, Jonathan's like, man, I'm with you, man. Let's go in the same direction. Okay. And that's not a bad thing, but always remember when you look at, you know, and I remember through a teaching, we sat and looked at this. I never saw this, but sometimes you got to be careful. See right here, it's all for Christ in the book of Acts. But this is a way to kind of know how to discern if it's of Christ or not. Because in this portion here, you see that David and Jonathan are knitted. They're in that one mind, okay? Yeah, they both want a kingship, okay? But think about it this way. Jonathan recognized, Saul was jealous, wanted to kill David, okay? But Jonathan recognized and respected David. And he knew that he would be king one day. So what is Jonathan looking to do? Want to get on David's good side. I want to be there, David, you know, by your side. And, and I never saw this before until this, through this teaching, you know, I saw one day and really looked at and thought about it. A lot of Jonathan's covenants and promises are one-sided. It all has to do with you're going to provide for my family or you're going to be faithful to my family. Remember me. And it's amazing when you look at that because you're just like, wow, like, oh, wow, that's, you know, he was in the same mind because Jonathan understood, man, David's going to be king. And, you know, he didn't know how that was going to happen, but he, he knew this was going to eventually happen. So this was also one heart, one soul, you know, one mind, but it was a little bit different because it was also one sided. There was one who gets the benefit more than the other. OK, on this portion of scripture is not like that. It says they were one heart and soul because they were believers. And look what they do here. And it says, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And when it says common, it's just talking about they shared everything. They, they recognize what we have. So imagine this. They recognize the Lord as sovereign, the absolute rule and authority. They recognize him as their master, as their Lord, the one to whom they belong to. So therefore, in that they're also recognizing what I have then is not really mine. It's his. I mean, yeah, it's understanding that what you do have, it, it belongs to your, your neighbor, to your brother and your sister. Both come from the Lord. If you're coming together in the same room, believing in the same Lord, everything's everybody. Not that it's up for crabs, but... You laid down what you have for the sake of, well, we all belong to one another. Yeah. And, and we're recognizing, they're recognizing like, hey, well, then if I have everything in Christ, then really what I have doesn't really belong to me because it's Christ. So therefore, it's all used for his glory. And so in this, there's, they're seeing this. It, they saw things that didn't belong to them. And, and this is just a sign. This is like a, this is a fruit. Of repentance. So let's look at a scripture here in Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. Letty's going to read this one here. But I, will, I love the way it says it here, okay? Because this is, you know, this is Zacchaeus. Okay, so let's read uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see. I'm going to go again, sorry. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was a small stature. 
So he ran on ahead and climbed up onto a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry up and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus took, he stood and he said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of all of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Amen. So imagine this, right? Zacchaeus is grateful to Jesus coming into his home and he repents, but he doesn't just repent with his words. He repents in action. And well, at least he says his action. I mean, believing we, he did this. That's why it's in the Bible. But because of that, it's showing Jesus says today salvation has come to this home because of his actions, because he recognized that all that he has was really not his. And he wanted to give back. He wanted to make things right. Well, in this portion of scripture in Acts, they're doing this, but they're recognizing that what we do have is now belongs to the Lord. But recognize it all belongs to the Lord. I'm recognizing that I have all that I already need in the Lord. You know, and recognizing, understanding that it's the Lord now being able to use me to be a blessing to those around me. And it's the Lord using my life. So remember what I said. It's not always about the great, you know, that we, we want to go out and, 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 and lay hands and see them healed, which we do. And this is part of the, uh, this is all this again, this is all part of it. But many times we overlook these parts where it's also us being a life that has changed and showing the love of God in our daily lives and how we see things and how we handle things that, well, Lord, this is not mine. Remember we talked about give unto God what is God's, recognizing, Lord, it all belongs to you. You know, I give because I recognize it's all yours anyways. You know, I'm giving from my heart, Lord. Lord, what is it you want me to give? What is it you want me to do, Lord? And it's just amazing because in that, the Lord is He's so faithful in that. You get to see his, his glory through all of that. And this all comes down. Let's look at Luke chapter 10, verse uh, 25 to 28. Okay. It says here in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 28, it says, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Amen. So again, this is not just a word. This is action. It's showing the love like what we're doing today is showing the love of God in action. You know, in the different ways how the Lord is using you in your life and, and different areas. You know, it's showing the love of God. It's showing that how we have received the love of God, and therefore now we are showing that love because of the love we ourselves have received. So everything that we're doing, they're not doing this for recognition. They're doing it because of their love for God. One heart, one soul. It's what is driving them. It's that same mind. It's that same place with, man, Lord, thank you so much that I belong to the greater one, Lord, and being able to recognize in that. And let's look at Luke chapter 18, because we're going to look at a different way here. 
let's look at what what happens when that doesn't happen. When you know what happens when the heart's not in that place. But Luke chapter eighteen verse eighteen says this. And a ruler asked him, "Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus said to him, "Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments." Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he said, all these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Wow. He gave up. He turned aside from the riches of Christ because he couldn't let go of the riches of this world. And many today are in this place, maybe not money, but maybe in other areas that we consider to be rich in. We don't, you know, it's just a word to use, but things, other things that we could hold on to, other possessions, relationships, whatever it may be. But what you must understand and what we must understand or to, and choose to believe is that nothing could ever be greater than Christ. Because he asked him, keep the commands. He said, oh, all those things I've done. But there was still one thing he lacked, and that was to love the Lord his God with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. That was willing to understand and recognize the riches of this world don't compare to the riches I have in Christ. Because he could have very easily said, follow me. And that man could have been one that provided for the ministry, but it still would have been his. He could have even had way more than that. But so he would be a blessing and use it wisely, not for his glory, not for his benefit, but for the glory of God. It was a test of the heart. It was a test of the heart. And he chose the riches of this world over the riches of Christ. Read um, the other ones, Matthew chapter 6. That he has that one. What was the verse? Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Amen. Will be also. Will be also. So that's that treasure in heaven. Amen. The one that moth or rust and nothing could ever destroy. How many of us know in this world things get old? You know, it's it's just rusty. You know, it just yeah. You can hold on. I mean, I've had this shirt for quite a long time. Thank God. I think it's I think it's the blood of Jesus that has kept it going. You know, but it's it's uh, it's an old shirt. But it's it's something. But over time, it'll it'll just it'll be gone. It'll just be you know be old. You know, the riches of this world are only temporary. But the treasures in heaven, it's like man to 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 have eternal life in Christ is something that is greater. And these people, the, the disciples here recognize this. They were one heart, one soul. They were had the same drive in this. And with that, they recognize everything belonged to God. Their salvation brought action. It brought gratitude. It brought love for God and love for one another. And not only that, they trusted each other. That's a big one today. They actually trusted each other enough because this is this we read this, and honestly, this sometimes seems harder. Then the man who was who got up and was walked and is healed. 
Many times in the giving portion and when it has to do with finances, when it has to do that, that's actually a lot harder many times to see than some of the other miracles that God does in the Bible. To see the body come together in unity, to see the body work together for the glory of God. And really what it comes down to is a trust issue. And it's not so much trusting God. It has to do with us trusting one another. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff out there that has caused us to question so many things. You know, I heard, you know, you know, recently somewhere and, and um, you know, some people were talking and, and uh, one of the guys says, oh, you know, well, heck no, man. I, you know, I haven't been paying my tithes, man. I'm using that extra money for myself, you know, and this and that. And I wasn't, you know, I just, this was something, it was a conversation going on in the background. And, and uh, he's like, oh, heck no, man. This pastor wants me to, you know, wants us to drop off the tithes at his house and stuff, man. I ain't going to go and pay his mortgage and stuff like that. And, and I'm just like, Lord, why am I having to hear this, man? You know, it was like, you know, and it wasn't that I got mad or how dare you, you know, this is no. But what concerned me was the heart of it, because it was like, well, then why are you giving to God then? If that's the heart of it, my prayer was, Lord, bring them back to a place of worship and why they give and, and recognizing, Lord, who you're, they're giving unto, because obviously there's a heart issue here. There's, there's, there's something wrong here that they're giving because they feel they have to or whatever it was. And now that they don't feel they have to, they're just like, oh, I don't have to give anymore. Eh? And I, it's, it saddened me. It really did. It was like, yeah, it grieved me. I was like, wow, Lord, you know, I was like, man, that's, uh, you know, that was just kind of crazy that I heard that. But it just really gave me a, a to, for me to be careful, Lord. I don't want to be like that, just giving anything unto you, you know, being able to, you know, give in whatever capacity, in whatever capacity that we can, you know, we do. It was just like, Lord, I I don't want to bother. But unfortunately, a lot of people can get there. And and again, you know, I get it. It comes down to trust, you know, and this is where it's really understanding. But this is this wasn't an issue right here. They were so grateful to the Lord. They recognized, hey, we're all in this together. We we all believe in Christ. And there's a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 32, 36 to 44, if you'd like to read that there. It's talking about, you know, how this was prophesied, how they would eventually all do this. Um, they trusted the ones whom they heard the message and they believed in the Lord Jesus. And this was their response. So they trusted not only in Christ, but they trusted the ones who were bringing the message and the disciples. They trusted them. They trusted the fact that these were men of God and they wanted, and this was their response. This is how they responded. You know, this was their action. You know, this was how they went out and this is what they did as a church. You know, they started to give and make sure, Hey, let's make sure there's nobody in need. This, you know, and they gave it to the, to the disciples said, here, you know, distribute it however it is needed and to the capacity that they were able to do. And again, that word common is just, they shared everything. So therefore, every, nobody would be in need. But they were trusting the disciples to be able to do this wisely. And, you know, they weren't worried about, well, where's my money? Well, so-and-so going to get some? You know, well, I don't like so-and-so. Well, you know, do they do this? Do they do that? You know, it's like, no, their concern was, Lord, we want you to use our lives. And what we have, we want it to be used for the kingdom of God, that your people have what they need. And not only them, but also for those in need. But it has to come from the heart. It has to be one heart, one soul. It has to be what drives us so we know what we have in common. And that's a great testimony 
to see the church do, the body of Christ be able to do. And imagine this in verse 33. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Imagine this. The disciples didn't change the message. They didn't see this and, and, and start to preach on, well, you need to give this and you need to do that. No, it says with great power, the power of God work into their lives, but not just to their lives, but through everyone. Because how many of us know this is all the power of God working in the lives of every believer, just as he works in every li- all of our lives today at all times. When we can be a body of Christ working together, that message didn't change. They can get, continue to give the testimony of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they were able to do this with great power because the people of God were working together and the needs were met. There was none in lack, so therefore they were able just to do the work and focus on bringing the gospel. And whether they had it or not, Paul, we know, went through many things where they didn't. He, you know, he was without, but he still brought the message of the cross. He didn't change the message in order to stir up the hearts of the people. No, what stirred the hearts of the people and what drove the people was their salvation and their relationship in Christ and who their Lord is. That's my prayer. That's my desire as a pastor as, as, as one who's able to teach and, and preach the word of God, because this has to be the desire for my life. And as that we would be a body of Christ, would be one heart, one soul, recognizing, Lord, you're our master. But not only in that, recognizing he's sovereign over all. This is just one part. But when it all comes together, oh, the power of God in the unity of the body of Christ that can be displayed for the world to see. Because that's what draws those that don't know Christ. It's the love that we have for one another. But yeah, that's communion. But it all starts with the love that we have for God, but because of the love he has for us. Any thoughts on that, Matthew? Yeah, it made me think of immediately their hearts and their, their mind were put in place to know that they were witnesses to hearing these testimonies and and seeing them, that they were able to come to this place. The Lord was fully with them because I would say it's impossible at many times to get someone to agree. But when it comes to the Lord, their heart and their souls, it was all together. It was in one. It made me think of, not because I'm thinking of food, but a whole picture, like how we break bread with one another. A big loaf of bread. A lot of people love putting bread on their butter. So how do you do that? by sharing the love of Christ to one another, you know? Yeah. That's how life becomes good. That's how it's enjoyable. But to know that it comes from him and to him it goes back. Yeah. But all glory goes to him. It's all the glory unto the Lord, and that's what we do. It. That's where it's like this was a changed lives. I mean, that is powerful to be able to see, you know, not only this man who was healed, but imagine the glory of God being able to be seen in all these believers coming together. We read it before. They were coming together in homes and they were communing with one another. I mean, there was a great change going on in this culture, in this community. And it was like, but it was all because of Christ. It was the, all for the love of God. 
And and with that, the, the, the gospel is going forth in power, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 through 5. He says, I didn't come to you with words of wisdom and all these. No, I came to you in power of the Holy and demonstration of the Holy Spirit and the power of God is because the work was continuing to go. So as all this was being done together, this was then also the power of God was being displayed in all these other areas. People being healed and delivered. And we're going to see, I mean, there's so much more we're going to see. There was also persecution. There was all these different things. Things, but because of the one heart and soul, the people still work together and they kept their eyes on the Lord because they recognize to whom they belong to. Again, who governs our life? Understanding the Lord governs our life. Amen. I put here one of the greatest miracles is to get everyone to believe in the work in unity. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Just as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit work as one, so do we. So do we. We all work together. If anyone can teach us how to work together, it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're not independent. They're working in us. The Holy Spirit's working in us, and it helps us to work together because we're working together by the Holy Spirit. And that's why it has to be what we do has to be led by his Holy Spirit. It has to be from our heart because we want to. And oh, the power of God that in this to be able to do this. Amen. So I want us to look at a couple of things here. As we look at 34 and 35, it says, there was not a need, there was not a needy person among them. For as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet and was distributed to each as any had need. So it wasn't to give those in abundance. No, it was so it was available for those who had need. So therefore, it was able to be distributed. And it says here, <clears throat> I saw a, a footnote here in Deuteronomy, actually 15, verse 1 through 5, it talks about there will be no poor among you of people of God. So you can go there later if you're taking notes. That was in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 1 through 5. But what I was looking, there was a footnote I read here, and I really, I really love this footnote here through this study because it's all about what we've been talking about. One of the things we have to understand, this was not mandatory. What we're reading here was not mandatory. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, but in doing so, they were part of the work of God by showing Christ. This is what I got out of it. By doing this, though, because they do that, they were showing that this was the work of Christ being done in these believers, and it was all to bring glory to Christ. That's what it was always about. So here's some key points here. First, it wasn't. It, it was. It was voluntarily. They were. They did this because they volunteered to do it. It was not all their prop. It wasn't all their private property. They didn't just give out and like they didn't have their own homes. They gave out what they were able. It was out of what they were able to do. But in that, it was given to what for what was needed. It wasn't to go beyond or anything like that. Or so the disciples know. It was so that everybody would have what they needed. Amen. And it wasn't a membership requirement. I like that. It wasn't a membership requirement. It wasn't the fact, well, if you don't do this and you can't be a part of us. No, it, ha it has nothing to do with that. And, and that's what I love about this. It's not a membership requirement. And I put here, this is what also drew others to want to know what this was all about. Imagine they're seeing all this 
And it's like, well, man, how do you get, how do you become a part of this? And don't get me wrong. This led to issues in the church. Definitely. As we read like in first Corinthians and, you know, through all of that, there was some busy bodies. There was those taking advantage, you know, eventually they couldn't do it this way quite as much. You know, there was many changes that came into the church again, because people are people. And, uh, you know, we got a, there's a real devil out there that will manipulate and, and use that and get a foothold and, and change some things. And there we see that we'll see it to the book of Acts, you know, but the heart of it, it's it, this is where it comes down to our relationship. This is where me and you not worry about your brother, your sister. Don't worry about the other ones What they're no. This has to do with me and you in our personal relationship. So we don't end up there. That whatever we do, we do it in one heart and soul, having that same drive because we love God and we love the people of God and we love those, we love people because God loves people and we want to see a change in the world. We want to be that light in this world so others can come to know Christ and not because they feel they got to come and buy in to be a Christian. No, they come as a, as just putting their faith in Christ, come as you are and in that Coming to a place to be able to say, man, Lord, I, I recognize nothing is mine. It all belongs to you, Lord, and I give unto you. And that's where the blessing is. That's, that's the blessing. That's the power of God. Imagine that. So always remember, I, I love that. It's not a membership requirement. It was the disciples weren't commanding. This is what you need to do. You need to go get. No, this was voluntarily. The people of God were driven in their heart. And they were all in agreement with it. That is the power of God. When you can see people serving God, when you can see people giving into God, when you can see people doing things unto God because of the love for God, because of God's love for them. And that is the power of God. That is a miracle. And when we can all do it together, oh, there is such a change in the world. There's so many churches, so many different people, so many different organizations today. You know, Samaritan's Purse out there. You know, many, I mean, you know, um, Bibles for Russia, man. These, they are out there and they're putting, you know, they're what's it called? They're doing what their part and what's, but this all came. It's not just them alone. Oh, man, imagine this, okay? Samaritan's Purse out there with these trucks and buses and planes and all these different things okay now you have laborers out there you have but imagine all the people that have also sold into this ministry over the years and even to today that's the one heart and soul because that work is all bring put in together so therefore it's like in that stadium when all the crowd comes together and all everybody's as one this is the same thing in Christ. Even we as a church, as New Living Way Church, as we're able to give, as we're able to bless, as we're still able to send out and bless and, and continue to, to, to be a blessing to others. It's not just me as a pastor. It's not just, no, it's we as a church. It's we as a church that we're able all to come together in one heart and soul and be able to do what we do as a church for the glory of God. It's all for the glory of God. Us being able to put out, you know, right now through all this, and it's just, it's just amazing that what God will do, and God has been faithful to his people. God has been faithful, and he always has been faithful. It's a, it's a, it's a miracle. It's amazing, you know, to see God's hand through it all. And let me encourage you, God is faithful to you in your household, in your home, and within your life. But you continue to recognize this when you recognize where your treasure's at. Don't hold on to your riches in, as if they're yours. Recognize your riches are in Christ Jesus.
and recognize it's all God's. But in that, you'll recognize, man, I have all that I need. Praise the Lord. And it's because we're all working together. We're all in this together. We're all doing this together. And, you know, anytime that I get to also pray for people or anything, whatever we do, it's all of us doing it together as a body of Christ because we're all working together. It's amazing. One heart, one soul, what drives me and you. It's our belief in, in faith in Jesus Christ. You're here tonight in Bible study because of your belief in faith in Jesus Christ. You could be watching anything else right now. And maybe you are. <laughs> but that's 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 cool. That's cool. You know, probably got you right there. Maybe you missed that. You're like, oh, yeah, let me put my phone down. Yeah, no, I'm listening. <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 just amazing. We're all here because we're one heart and soul because we're believers in Christ in our prayers that others will be able to come across this at one point in time and also be able to come to know the Lord in this. Amen. <laughs> and so it says here in uh, in was it, you were gonna say something, I'm sorry. Oh, we have the Lord in common. Yeah, we all have the Lord in common, amen. That's a good way to put it. We have the Lord in common. We we all have the Lord in common, the love of God, the Holy Spirit, His Word, Amen. It's all of us together in this. And let's, let's, we're going to close it up with verse 36 and 37. It says, Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet as well. So, okay. So this is this is great. It's amazing. I've been, you know, Barnabas, okay? He's, Barnabas was introduced here, okay? This is exciting. And it reminds me because I've, I've been going back and I'm watching the Star Wars when I get a chance, you know, a little bit, I would say over the last couple of months. Uh, well, you know, we get a chance to watch a movie. We've been yeah, on free time, you know, it's kind of, you know, we've been trying to, you know, we have a time, we've been trying to catch, watch the Star Wars movies, you know, and, and I try to find, okay, which way should I watch and stuff like that. And it's always cool when you see that character come on, you know, like, man, like Darth Vader or, you know, RTD2 or something like that. You're just like, oh man, there he is. You know, that's like the beginning right there. It's like, oh, okay, I know who that is, you know, and, and you're just like, wow, you get excited. It's like, you get to see where that character derived from and you're just like, wow, you know, and, and whether it ended up evil or whether it ended up good, whatever it was, but you're just like, oh, I'm excited. Well, this is like to me for Barnabas, man. It's like, oh, Barnabas, Barnabas is on the scene, man. This is Barnabas is being introduced here, man. So when you look at this, his name, it, it says that they called him, son, which means son of encouragement, okay? But what I want us to recognize His name is really Joseph, but they change his name to Barnabas. And you're going to see Barnabas throughout the Bible and how the Lord uses his life, okay? And they change his name, which means, um, yeah, to, to the two, they, which they also called Barnabas. They called him a, um, apostle even in the Bible, which means son of encouragement, okay? So that word encouragement is, or son of consolation in some translations. And it's exhortation or solace. And to console is to alleviate the grief, the sense of loss or trouble to comfort. Um, and also that which affords comfort or refreshment. So he was a refreshment. He was encourager. He's, con he's a consoler. He's solace. Um, you know, and this reminds me of Jesus. Amen. That's a characteristic of Jesus as a fruit of the spirit. All right. But what I love about this is, is that this man was also a Levite. So this man was from the tribe that was set aside for the priestly service. 
though he lived in Cyprus, but because he lived in Cyprus, he was not able, he was most likely not able to be working in the temple. But reality is he did have, he was part of the priestly line. He was a Levite. Yeah, you'll see it in Ezra. He was a Levite. And so therefore he had every right in his, this man was, he was well respected. He was a well-respected man, you know? And so therefore when people saw this man, it's like, wow, this is a Levite. This is something, you know, and again, he's known as Joseph, but look what this man does. This is how he gets his name. He gets his name. It wasn't in his words. It's in his actions. It says he sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. He lived by example. And in that, they started to call him Barnabas which means a son of encouragement. He, his character was known by his action. And what did that do? It brought refreshing to the people and to the church in great joy to see this man bring it because he was also of one soul and one heart. And what greater thing but to be a leader, a well-respected person, and not only tell people to do it, but to be that one that also lived by example. Mm -hmm. And when in, not looking for anything else, though the Lord did use him. Yeah. But he did this as an action. And because of it, it brought joy, refreshing to the church, to the people of God. Was able to supply a lot of the needs of whatever was needed in the ministry at that time. And not only that, brought glory to God. You ever desire to be a leader, remember a leader leads by example. The leader is the first one down. The leader is the first one that does. Not the one that calls the shots from the background and says, hey, go, no, no, no. The leader is the one that gets in there and shows by example. That's the encouragement is to say, oh, man. It's like when I see some of the leaders here, I'm like, wow. When I would see Pastor Abel here, man. You know, I first started coming and see him on the soundboard, see him, I'm like, dude, this guy going on. Everywhere. Yeah, Pastor Abel would go under the building. I don't even like to go under the building. You climbing ladders, Pastor Pat. You know, we have a lot of leaders, man. You know, um, Joan and John were still teaching here. And to see many of the our elders and, and those in the church today and all of the leaders, you know, those that serve here. Builders, you know, those it's just like it's wow, and we are encouraged in the action that they do because it's not about a title, it's not about well, I'm this and that, or I've been there, I've done that. No, it's a matter of realizing I always serve because just as Jesus says, I came not to be served, I came to serve, not to be served. And so, therefore, Barnabas is showing this, and he's an encouragement by what he does. It was the action, and this is when he got to be known as Barnabas, son of encouragement. The one, well, wow, Barnabas did this? Wow, man, if Barnabas is doing this, man, that is amazing. He's not, wow, it brought such great joy for everybody else to want to do it. It stirred up the people to be like, wow, that is amazing. You know, so this is a man that lived by example because... No, it doesn't happen overnight. This is something we're all learning, something we're, we're 
we're going to be in process to the day that we go home. You know, this is just something for us today to learn that, hey, Lord, help us to be a church like this. Help us to, to be in that place, Lord. And though I know there's a lot of stuff out there and, and you know, there's just things that we have a lot of questions about. But the reality of it is it comes down to me and you. Our heart, where's my heart and soul today? With the Lord. Where's my heart and soul today, even though we're not all able to meet together today in the church? So what has that driven me? Has, have, have I got an attitude like what I heard these people talking about that day? It, uh, and again, that's between you and the Lord. But this is where you really have to talk and seek the Lord on this. Lord, that's a heart condition on my part. I can't worry about Lord. No, I got to believe and trust that, Lord. It's because you're my God, my Lord, and it's all yours. So how can I be a blessing? But in that, as is, is we do that individually, what happens is we come together corporately. And all of a sudden, we're all working in the same place, one heart and soul. And that is what drives us, is the love of God to bring him glory. And God gets the glory. That's what it's all about. And next week's teaching will be going into Acts chapter 5, and we're going to see another way about it, okay? And I encourage you, go, go start reading chapter 5, read it all. We'll break it down, but, you know, if you want to start jumping ahead over there, start reading it. You're ready. You're going to start to see some changes, and you start to see some shaking up and different things like that. But this is just beautiful here, and, and my prayer is, is that we would recognize who our sovereign Lord is, who our Lord and Master is, and recognize how rich we truly are in Christ Jesus. Because this is more than just, it's not about being a fan of Jesus, no. You know, being a fan is just, you know, not having any connection. It's just liking and, and being a part, but it's not having any connection. It's like I shared before when people say Jesus is my hero. I don't have anything against it, but the reality is there's no commitment to a hero. You know, you can respect what that person did, but doesn't mean you're part of them. You know, you don't you don't owe them your life. You don't belong to them. You know, to the Lord, we do. He's more than our hero. He is our savior. He's our Lord, our master, our king, the one to whom we belong to, but the one that we know is coming back one day and we to the one to whom we will be with for all eternity. But the one who lives in us today. Amen. Amen. Well. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that we're encouraged tonight. Amen. You know, that we are one heart and soul. You know, this is very powerful today for us to be here today. I know we, you know, I can't see all of you guys and stuff, but you know what? I'll tell you, it's, it's just amazing. It encourages me when we all come together like this. And, you know, it's, it's still the power of God. I mean, I, I still know that the presence of the Lord is within us all coming together. It just shows me how even greater our God is, is that wherever we're at in this city, in this, in this state, in the community, wherever we're at, the Holy Spirit is in me and you, and the temple. We are the temple of the living God. So the power of God is there, and we're still all working together, keeping our eyes on the Lord. But remember, we can't do it alone. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and direct us. Amen. So, also called, I thank the Lord for His Word today as we close up Chapter Four. Thank you guys for all being a part and uh, you know just continuing to to trust the Lord together. Amen. Um, Let did you have any thoughts on this or anything like that? I was encouraged. Um, thinking about it and blessed by it to know that we believe and what we have in common is the Lord. We have what I like about reading verse 32, it says that 
they had everything in common. Amen. So that's very encouraging and refreshing. And how it ended on 37, that when he had sold his fields and everything that belonged to him, he took the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it made me think of the scripture and the next book about how beautiful are the feet of those who preach or who bring the good news, the gospel. Mm-hmm. And before that, we read that the, the apostles, knowing that they had all this in common with great power, they were still giving their testimony to the resurrection. So that's the good news. What is being brought financially, like monetary and just spiritual and other gifts, it's for to preach Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's not to build a house, it's not to put it in your pocket, it's not to buy something big, it's to bring the good news. Mm-hmm. And every provision went through it. So that is, that's a cause of a stir. Like that just, my, my heart goes at large right now. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. I, I have a great joy right now. It's, it's the joy in that. And, and uh, you know, so let us continue to stay one heart and one soul. Amen. And let's let, let it be the love of God for us and for him that continues to drive me and you. And I want to thank all. We want to thank you guys in all your prayers and your support and your love and just continuing to serve the Lord and all that we do together, um, you know, and, and just continuing to support and, and uh, you know, and trust the Lord through as the Lord is leading, leading me as a pastor and in decisions. I know they're not easy decisions. Um, but, you know, I will continue to seek the Lord and, and take it day by day as well. Amen. And, and uh, I just know that God is in control and to him be the glory. And, and I'm just really thanking the Lord for that. So tonight as we close up, uh, there's a couple of prayer requests I'm going to put out here. And then also if you have some prayer requests up here, um, we're going to be praying tonight for Enecon. Um, he did test. He did. He tested positive for COVID yesterday. So uh, he was pretty sick yesterday. So we're going to lift him up for prayer. And we're going to pray for healing. Um, we're going to pray for, uh, um, there's, a, there's a young gentleman I was talking to today. I was actually kind of in contact with him. Um, he didn't look too good today. Uh, we did encourage him to go to the doctor and uh, go get himself checked out because uh, he, was, he was real shaky. He looked like he had some chills. And, um, you know, this was uh, somebody that was kind of in, you know, in our, in our area. And then what's it called? So... Um, you know, remember you're at work, different things like that. So it's it's real stuff that's going on. So we're going to lift him up that he doesn't have it um, and that the report comes back good. Um, we're going to lift up Abba Sa'i. Uh, he's sick right now, um, you know, and uh, Isai, which is that's his dad. And we're going to pray for the family in that one. We're also going to lift up our sister Cindy, brother Richard and Cindy. Uh, she has surgery coming up this coming week as well. I see here a prayer for Pastor Mickey Rodriguez as he's in the hospital alone. Uh, possible blockage in his heart and a stroke. Okay, so we're going to lift up our brother, Pastor Mickey. And right now it is hard to keep those in prayer that have to go in the hospital. I know, you know, like David it was in the hospital a couple weeks ago, and they only they only allow maybe one person, or they're not allowing anybody in the hospitals right now. So that's really hard in this time. So just remember that, you know, there's many still people in the hospital. So sometimes we kind of forget, it, especially if we don't know anybody or have anybody, but these are people that, um, you know, they're having to deal with this. And Icon is, I believe, I'm not sure if he's still in the hospital, but, um, you know, we're definitely going to let him, you know, keep him in prayer. And, uh, you know, this is someone that's, you know, around this, you know, are close as well. So um, we definitely want to keep them in prayer. And, 
you know, but we're also going to pray for that. So if you have any prayer requests, feel free to put them up here. We're going to come together as one of the things that we do is uh, one heart and soul as well, which is what drives us. It's for our love for God and his love for us and the love for people and the love and knowing who our sovereign God is, who our Lord is, and knowing that he is the healer and the deliverer, you know, and, and he's just amazing, you know, and, and we're just so thankful to the Lord. So I'll give it a little bit of time right here if you'd like to put up some prayer requests. If you don't put them up there, that's okay. You take the time where you're at, you pray, and uh, if there's somebody next to you that needs some prayer, you know, take that time, you know, pray for them, you know, and uh, we're all coming together and in, in, in unity and one accord. Amen. So I'll get a little bit more time here. Thank you, Jesus. I know we also have Sister Rosalind's brother as well. Um, he was he was sick as well. So we're going to um, we're going to listen. We're going to pray for him as well. We're going to lift them up in prayer. Going to okay, and also pray for all of all of the New Lagway Church and everybody who's joining us here, and all those that have come to be a part of it as well. And uh, you know, just thanking the Lord for all that He's doing, Amen. And the rich kids rooted in Christ. I pray for all the kids, all the youth youth um, that are out of school right now. I know you guys. I know they miss it. You know, they're praying to go back to uh, what's it called? They're praying to what's it called? Go back to school and all that. You know, so we'll pray that. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I doubt, I, I don't know how much percent is really praying to go back to school, but, you know, but also pray for them. It's hard for them as well. Sister Chris, yes, we're going to pray for her. She's got to go back to work on Monday. Yeah, a lot of people are going back to work. So, you know, it's going to be different times. It's, it's, uh, it is, um, you know, it's a little bit different out there. So especially you haven't been out there in a while. So, but we know that our God's in control and uh, he'll give us the wisdom and the guidance and the direction through it all. Amen. So. Well, let's start to let's let's pray together, and you can continue to put these up here again. We're just coming together in, in prayer. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father God, and we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, for your word this night. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that Father God, we are able to be together in one heart and soul, Lord God, and all because of the love that you have for us, Lord. All because we recognize that, Lord. You're our Lord, our master, our king, Lord God. And Father God, Lord Jesus, you are the, the one that we belong to, Lord Jesus. And this is what it's all about, Lord. It's having that personal relationship with you as our Lord and as our Savior, my God. And Father God, how great and mighty and wonderful that is, my God, when we can recognize, Lord Jesus, Father God, you are the Lord of our life, Lord. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you are our master, Lord. You are the one that we belong to, our owner, my God. But in that, my God, you are the one that keeps us. You're the one that protects us. You're the one that provides for us. You're the one that saved us and healed us and restores us, Lord. You're the one that, Father God, is our provision in everything, my God. And Father, we just thank you in that, Lord. So help us as a body of Christ, Lord, to be that example, to be that testimony, to be that light in this world, my God, and to be those, my God, that work together as a body of Christ, Father God. Lord Jesus, in love for God and love for one another, my God. And Lord Jesus, just continuing, my God, to be Father God, Lord Jesus, to have in common, Lord, our salvation in you, Lord God. And to be those, my God, whose Lord and Savior, we know who it is, and that is you, Lord. And that, Father God, Lord, as we come together, Lord Jesus, Father God, we come together as all those, my God, who are coming together to serve the Lord, my God. So, Father, we just thank you this night. We give you all the glory 
glory and all the praise and all the honor. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our sister Rosalind's brother to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh my God, she's not able to see him, but Lord, we thank you that you are there with him. We thank you that you are his healer. We thank you for your peace and your comfort over his life, and we ask you for your peace and comfort over our sister Rosalind. Father, we lift up our brother Mickey. Father, Pastor Mickey, Lord, your son, your servant, we ask you for your peace and comfort, Lord, as he's there, Father, Lord, in the hospital, but Lord, we thank you that he's not alone. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the doctors and the nurses, and let him see that he's not alone as you work to those doctors and nurses, Lord, to, Father, encourage them, and knowing Pastor Mickey, Lord God, He's encouraging them, Lord God, because, Lord, we know that he's got a sense of humor. And, Father God, he just got a way of talking to people, Lord. So, Father, just help him to see, Father God, that, Lord, you're, you are there with him, my God. And just encourage his heart, Lord, as, Father, he misses his wife. And, Lord, he's in a hard time, Lord. But, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are his joy and his peace and his comfort, Lord. Father, we lift the Pentecost to you, Father God. We ask you for healing. We ask you to strengthen his body through this virus, my God. We ask you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Lord, that you would clear those lungs, the pathway, Lord, that you would bring down any fever, Lord God, and any anything else that is going on in his body. In the name of Jesus, we come tonight to our sovereign Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who has absolute rule and authority. And in the name of Jesus, we speak life to him. In Jesus' name, we speak life into the household and to all the family, my God. We come against any fears and doubts, my God. In the name of Jesus, we lift up this young man, my God today that was going to go to the doctor, my God, who was Father, Lord, the body was just the, the, the different things that were going on in his body. And Father, Lord, the physical things we were seeing. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to comfort his heart. We ask you for healing. We ask you, Father God, for wisdom and guidance and direction. And Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you were his peace. We lift up Abbasai and Isai, Father, Lord. Father, as Lord Jesus, you are his God and Lord, and we just ask you for your peace and comfort in his life. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you would just watch over them, be with them, guide them, lead them, and direct them. And Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, your will be done, my God. Father, Lord, our prayer is that he would still have more days, but Lord, your will be done, Lord, as you bring peace in the family, Lord God. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up our sister Cindy as you prepare for surgery this coming, this next week. We ask you in Jesus' name, Lord, that everything would go smoothly, that everything would just come in order the way it needs to be. And we thank you that you are her healer as you keep her, Lord, through this time, Father God. And Lord, as you strengthen our brother Richard, Father, as he's there supporting and encouraging his wife, Father God. Father, Lord, we just thank you for our sister Chris as you prepare to go to work and all those also that will go back to work. We ask you in Jesus' name, Lord, for the wisdom, the guidance, and the peace, and the comfort, Lord, over the fears and the doubts, Lord, and that, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, Father, though things will be different, Lord, and that, but, Lord, you are not different, and you have not changed, but, Lord Jesus, that you would just help and guide and lead and just be her peace through it all, my God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, and we lift up, Father God, the rich kids rooted in Christ, the youth, my God, that, Father, in the name of Jesus, your hand would continue to be upon them, that, Lord, in this time, they would come to know you more and they would just see your glory my God and that Father God in the name of Jesus you would just be their joy and strength through it all. We lift up our brothers and sisters you and nearly way church and all those that are joining us and all those that are a part 
Father God, of just the body of Christ, we just ask you in Jesus' name, Lord, to continue to help us to keep our eyes on you, to guide us and lead us by your spirit, Lord God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this time, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We bless you. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you, Father God, for you are faithful and true, Lord. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, as you, Father God, continue your wonderful work in the lives of your people and all those that will come to know you. We thank you for all those that are calling upon you, all those that are knowing you now, Lord God, in such a way, Lord, that, Father, they didn't know you, Lord. But, Lord Jesus, also for keeping us through it, my God. And, Father, we just thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everybody. Well, God bless you. You have a great night. We'll see you Sunday morning at 9.15. And uh, we just pray that you just have a great, blessed week. I know it's a little hot, so thank God, I guess, for the AC or a fan or whatever you got out there. Amen. Not cold showers. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, we love you guys. And let you guys get back. <laughs> She's really here, guys. She yes, really, I am. She really is here. It wasn't just a recording. Amen, so. <laughs> Have a good night. God bless you. And thank you all for all that you do and for being the light. And just because you're indoors or you can't go out doesn't mean that there's not one thing that God can hear from you or any request. So God bless you. And stay safe. Definitely. We love you. Love you guys. Have a good night. See you guys. <laughs>